It was Sanjay Deshpande's first day at Harvard. He'd come all the way from India to his dream college. Right when he finished unpacking his luggage in the dorm, he recalls freezing and falling down, hitting his head hard on the floor. He woke up 48 hours later at a hospital to the news that he had brain cancer. I was being wheeled into the operation theater for my surgery and uh, the doctor did not know how I would emerge at the end of the surgery. Imagine being a 29-year-old person who's thinking about, okay, so what's going to happen once I die? Some of us die suddenly with no time to think of our end of life and some of us die slowly. Either way, it can be really hard to contemplate our own end-of-life care. Some of the things that we want to think about is like what matters to us as far as our values go. Um, would you want to live as long as possible, even if that means you're in pain? Um, or would you want to live less if it meant that you would not be in pain? Mandy Zucker, Executive Director of End of Life Choices New York. She says there's no right or wrong answers. It's our preferences that ensure our lives are as good as possible until the end. Which not only helps, by the way, the patient, but it helps the family because when, you know, you die on a table uh, getting, you know, aggressive treatments and family members are left to wonder, is that what they wanted and were they in pain? And um, that's an awful feeling for the people who are left to grieve. Zucker says New Yorkers are far behind in using end-of-life services. So New York has one of the lowest rates of hospice utilization at about 25%. And if you compare that to like Nevada, um, they have the highest rate of hospice utilization at 60%. So there's a huge gap. She attributes the low uptake to people not knowing about their options. And doctors were trained to save lives, not discussing hospice options. Zucker recommends making an end-of-life care plan early on without having an emotionally charged reason to do it. When Sanjay Deshpande went into his surgery, he says he mustered all his courage to share his wishes. I basically told my father that in the middle of the surgery, if they come out and say, okay, here's the problem, we can get the whole tumor out, but then in the process, he, he might lose his ability to do X, Y, Z, and hence it might affect his quality of life. And I told my father very clearly that I'm willing to take my chances at chemo and radiation, uh, but I would definitely want a better quality of life rather than like, you know, uh, focusing on like longer lifespan. Deshpande's cancer is in remission. Right now, he's where he wants to be, back studying learning design, innovation and technology at Harvard. But he also knows where he wants to be every five years, revisiting his end-of-life care plan. Subeksha Paudil, Columbia Radio News.